Hey guys, Charlie here. And before we get into today's show, just a quick plug for Will's stand-up tour. That's right, Will Anderson is getting back on stage. So his shows at the Brunswick Picture House have been rescheduled and are now happening on February 18th and 19th. After that, if you're in South Australia, you can catch him at the Adelaide Fringe, February 24th to March 5th. And his brand new show, Willogical, will be part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2424 promotion, which means all tickets are $24 for a period of 24 hours. And that will be happening on Tuesday, February 1st. For more information, go to willanderson.com. And now, here's the show. Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. Hello, I'm Charlie Clawson and here's Scott Dooley and we're here to fix football whether you like it or not. And we're just a plucky, independent football media outlet, Scott. We don't have the budget of a big behemoth like Fox Footy. So what we thought we'd Mm. do is take a look at this behemoth and see if it really is the best football station in Australia. What are your thoughts on Fox Footy? Well, I think I, I hadn't really thought of it until you put it that way, that, yeah, maybe they are just puppets of big football and maybe we're not getting the truth. Well, let, perhaps there can be improvements. Well, let's just take a look at what we're talking about when we talk about Fox Footy, because obviously uh, it's the channel on um, Foxtel where they have a number of shows, past and present, that I thought we could go through. And, and let's see if um, these ring a bell. So let's start with the ones that are no longer on the air. And you tell me if you've, if you've heard of them, because a lot of these I haven't. Um, okay, The Club. Was that about Collingwood? Was that the Collingwood? Um... Absolutely no idea, and there's no hyperlink, so I'm assuming that. Uh... I think that was a Collingwood one because there's one called the Hangar, which is ah, yes, just that's, about Essendon. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Essendon one. Okay, what about Ed and Derm's Big Week in Footy? Oh God! That's <laughs> just got that's just got televised pie night written all over it. Doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Eddie Maguire tonight in 2012. What was? More offensive. Like, was David Tench not available to do that show? What I love about it being Eddie Maguire tonight is that suggests it is a variety show when in actual fact it's the opposite of variety. It's specifically about one topic and one topic only, football. Just call it like football tonight, not Eddie Maguire tonight. Um, Okay, this was a reality show that I do remember watching from 2014 to 2016, The Recruit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I never watched that. That um, didn't that guy Matty Eagle come out of it? The guy with the dreads, um, the the always lamentable white guy with dreadlocks playing was, for Brisbane. Well, look, there was three seasons. I can't actually remember which season I watched. I just remember Michael Voss was one of the coaches. You know what? The thing I was about say, wait, Michael Voss came through a television show. <laughs> That's how he got selected. And the thing about the recruit, why I couldn't enjoy it, like there was. There was a spate of those kind of reality um, sport related shows. Like when it's when it's like Idol or The Voice or something, you can kind of manufacture enough hype to get that person's career launched, maybe sell a few albums, get them on radio. So there is kind of a happy outcome. But with shows like this, and there was another one called, I think, The Contender, which was a boxing one. Like the established people who are at the peak of their game 
to suggest that this person is going to then step into that and suddenly be like, you know, this huge mm. star, it's a much bigger bridge to cross. And when you get to that final episode or when you get to the postscript where you're like, oh, what's happened to the recruit now? And you're like, oh, uh, hasn't broken into the seniors. It's like a, it's a yeah, real yeah, yeah. letdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's barely getting a kick in the SANFL now. The, but, but that, and that's right because you can't then just have them go and kick a footy at Westfield. They've got to go and play against the best players. Like there's, you don't say, "Hey, congratulations, you just won the Voice." You're going on tour with Tame Impala. Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't happening. happen. You're trying to keep them as far away from that stuff as possible. Yeah, You're and doing it's sort carols of, by candlelight. Yeah, I mean, what would be amazing if there was some player that they could have uncovered who was like, "Oh, this guy is, this guy is, you know, Dustin Martin and Nat Fife rolled into one." But how mm. you, how the TV producers, their limited budget, could find that player that no one else, that no other recruiter in Australia. Yeah, that everyone's missed. That, yeah, yeah that, that, that 30 professionals that have been doing this for the last 40 years each have, have missed, missed this guy. That's, yeah. Uh, there's the Supercoach show, which I'm assuming is about uh, Supercoach. The Winners rebooted, which ran from 2015 to 2016. League Teams, of course, which is where... Player, uh, I've never seen as much padding as I've seen on league teams. We've got ex-players oh and football God. journalists waiting for the teams and they were to sitting, get released. Yeah, waiting for the teams and then surmising about who would be good if he was picked here. I'll keep yeah. an eye on that. And, they, and, and that was the one, like, I want to say they just filmed it in, like, the boardroom. Yes. People, like, walk past. <laughs> and the and kitchen like, hey, of, do you, you want to come and have a chat? I mean, what it was the kitchen of Fox Footy. You'd see some yeah, researcher yeah, right. going in and getting a Tim Tam in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd see, you'd see someone, like, like someone from the PR team just working yeah. there. <laughs> and what the thing about it, too, is you've never seen a group of kind of media performers be stumped more than when a list came out and it was unchanged. Because they've been speculating about who's going to go in, who's go out, and it's, like, unchanged. And then they've got to fucking talk about that team and not say yeah. something they said last week about this exact same team. Yeah. Oh, just funny. I, oh, I think Lee Montagna's lucky. Like, they'd always been surprised, yeah. <laughs> Um, now, these next few shows, I'm just going to whip through them. These could all be sport, the titles of, of, of football autobiographies or memoirs. The Greatest, mm. Up the Guts, On the Mark. The Greatest, I don't know. Up the Guts was Lawrence Mooney's thing. Uh, and I don't know, what was the other one? Was it On the on Mark? On the Mark was more of a kind of, um, it was an interview show where they sort of looked, went de dug deeper on the stories behind certain clubs and players. Uh, then there was the weekend lockdown, uh, Bob, which was uh, Bob Murphy's uh, uh, chat show, I guess, where he would fly around. One of the best episodes of Bob is where he goes over to Perth and hangs out with Nat Fife. Never a more enigmatic man has been filmed. Uh, Nat Fife, who described himself in the interview as an introverted extrovert. I was surprised to see that. <laughs> The food he offered Bob was Vegemite toast. I'm like, mate, what kind of wage are you on? And the best bloody snack you could come up with for a visiting journal is Vegemite toast. Was he trying to be a bit of an enigma? Like, like was he wearing oh, like knows. shorts and a leather jacket or something? Like, I mean, that in doing? itself is enigmatic, isn't it? Is he trying to be an enigma? It's like you've answered yeah. your own question. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, a show that you and I are very fond of and very sad to see finish. It was Open Mic, uh, which, of course, yeah. contained the classic uh, Ricky Nixon interview in which he claimed to have been set up. <laughs> That's right. I spoke to my brother. I said, well, I'm in trouble here. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was a big setup. It, it was, was a, a big sting. Setup. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. You, so you had, what's had sex uh, with a you had sex with a school child? It's <laughs> <laughs> a setup. Uh, so the shows that are actually on us are AFL 360, AFL Tonight, Bounce. Uh, on the Couch, The Saturday Stretch, Dermy Delivers, which I wasn't even aware of, First Crack, which I don't mind, with David King and, and Lee Montagna, and then uh, Trading Day, which of course happens in post-season. So I think the jewel in the Fox footy crown is obviously AFL 360. Now, if anyone mm-hmm. listens to Two Guys, One Cup regularly, you know Will and I are big fans of the original odd couple, the dynamic that is Robbo and Jared. Now... <clears throat> One thing we noticed last year when uh, Robbo uh, took some time off, had open heart surgery, we'd made a lot of fun of Robbo in the preceding three or four years. You know, he has his inimitable style. Um, But what we noticed when Robbo was missing is that the magic went away. Like Nick Revolt, Jason Dunstall, Jonathan Brown, they didn't quite bring the same balance because – like Jared is such an intellectual and he knows the game so well and he's so – articulate and eloquent when he talks about it you need that brick wall of a robo opposite him you know like you can't have two people opining beautifully about football and there's just something about that kind of um immovable object (laughs) meets the unstoppable force (laughs) i'm not sure which is which but i think they they take turns but i really missed having robo what's your take on afl 360 I really like it. So I, I, I live in New York and I watch it every single day. Every day I, I've, I've got the AFL app and I, I watch it. And I, and I agree with you. I, I really do miss Robbo. Like also like the name dropping. Like there was yeah. no, like the name, when the name dropping went like that, that felt like there was something we were losing something. Um, the general exasperated way he begins any point. Like he's got his newspaper in front of him. He's got his pen. He's he's flipping through the newspaper, clearly not reading anything. Then he starts tapping the pen. And it's a bit like the footy fixes where he formulates his thoughts on air. And sometimes you sit there thinking, did you not consider this? There was a run sheet, right? You looked at a run sheet before you came on. But you're seeing in real time like where he will arrive at a point where it's like, yeah, footy, you know, food prices are too high. But – at the same time, stadiums need to make a profit. And you're like, Robo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a... Mate, the AFL... Mate, this is a passionate game, mate. Yeah. That's, you've got to understand. Like, this is the AFL. The AFL. <laughs> and then he thumps the table. I love it. That's when you yeah. know Robbo's fired up is he'll bang the yeah, desk yeah. and say, it's not right. Journos need access to players. It's not right. His crimes are always so it's so small picture. What are we I mean it's Dust Dustin Martin should be able to park his car wherever he wants for as long as he wants. I don't even understand why this is news. Now then you've got on the couch, which I guess if AFL three AFL three sixty is um, you know, like a a, a three course meal. Then mm. on the couch is like that aperitif, but it's a classy aperitif. You know, you've sort of got mm. your full fill of footy news. Now you just want to sort of top up with a nice sherry or, you know, a, a dessert wine yeah. just to kind of get going. Yeah. It's a cigar in the drawing room, isn't it? It really is. It really yeah, is. Yeah, and yeah. what I also love about it is the way that John O'Brown, they love to needle him in the same way like the Avengers would needle the Hulk. <laughs> like John O'Brown, like... <laughs> They, they know that there's certain kind of like pressure points. Like Brownie loves 
when a player does things that he used to do as a player, when there's a bit of bit, yeah, 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 or when someone yeah. is reckless with their own safety and stuff like Let that. Let him go, mate. Yeah. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then on the flip side of On the Couch, you have Bounce, which of course is a, ostensibly a comedy show. And Will and I are, have sat down and watched The Bounce together numerous times. And we shifted from what is this to just being mm. card-carrying fans because they are literally working with nothing other than insults to each other. <laughs> that is the primary. It is the most, it is the most mean-spirited <laughs> 45 minutes in television. And every week they just get up. And they just like, Bernie Vince, you look like a dickhead. Shut up, Moody, you loser. Hey, fat man, what are you doing? And then Shani Layton's in there just like, just roasting everyone. It's horrible. It is, it's, I can't watch it. It's too, it's too intense. It's too mean. But it's like, you know, the AFL has an anti-bullying policy. And now <laughs> let's cut to the bounce where someone's getting yeah. put in a headlock and called a wanker. Yeah. A guy and like a guy will like have a shot for goal. He'll miss it, and they'll just show why is your bloody kicking on the ground? It's yeah, it's no good. No good. Okay, so we've talked about you know what we liked about Fox Footy, but let's talk about mm. some of the shortcomings. Now, my number one complaint, and maybe this is not something that you've been that familiar with living in the states, but every year it's like the marketing team at Fox Footy are like, we need a motif. We need a theme. We need a thing that's going to be playing in between games and, you know, promoing all year. So a couple of years ago, it's when I first started noticing it, they did this thing called, it's the head surfing competition. And it, it, the, the promo was like a bunch of like different players from different clubs, talking heads, all sort of talking as if they're doing interviews on a surf video where they're talking about like catching waves and stuff like that. And they were pushing so hard on this term, Head surfing, like, you know, man, I love head surfing and, you know, head uh, woo and doing all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I have never, in all the euphemisms for taking a mark, have ever heard it referred to as head surfing, like taking a screamer. Oh, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, right. See, exactly. You're looking at me puzzled. So taking a screamer, taking a specky, taking a grab, taking a hanger, like there's a bunch of words you could use. Head surfing, like it strikes me that the that Fox Footy were like, "Hey, we've got a bit of money in the marketing budget. Let's bring in this hotshot team from New York." So these guys, are like, okay, we love the game. It's great. It's like gridiron, but it meets you know a UFC. And we see these guys taking these big these big catches, and we think it's it looks like they're surfing, man. So we head surfing. You get the Beach Boys to do a song, and so obviously the marketing department, are like, well, these guys are from New York. They know what they're talking about, and yeah, so yeah. They I mean, they're all whole... they're all dressed in black. Why would yeah. they lie? <laughs> It was so head-scratchingly awful. And they were getting, like, these players to do these really, like, cringy um, – uh, what's that? The shaka? They'll do the shaka at the camera and go, like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you, you know? Head surfing. Okay. So that's when I first became aware of it. Then the following year, I don't even know what the, like, the key phrase was or the slogan, but it was DJ. It was, like, you know, dropping beats. And so it was, again, players in their Guernseys walking up to a set of decks – and like, you know, pretending to scratch or, you know, drop beats and all this kind of stuff. And then a bit of dancing and stuff. Now, look, there are certain players who can get away with that. Eddie Betts, mm. lovable Eddie Betts. Mm. And I think Eddie Betts actually does DJ, you know, in his spare time. So that was good. But then you get your Patrick Dangerfields. <laughs> you know, then you get your Nat Fives, you know, your James Sicilies. And you're like, oh. Oh no! Please, please <laughs> stop this. James Sicily, for example, I'm not sure it was, but yeah. you know, a James Sicily type, a Steve Sanders type, if you want is to he, use a more generic just, example. 
just to just to it, is Sicily the most unlikable guy in the AFL? Uh look, he didn't play last year, and I no, yeah. I think that he could take that title. He's definitely the most. Yeah, yeah. I think if you look in, who else would Tom Papley be up there? Papley's in that conversation. Just is that like just annoying, annoying, like. Well, Saint Sicily's so, kind of more got that Brendan Goddard, you know, resting bitch face. He's always yelling yeah, yeah. and pointing to his yeah. teammates, kind of thing going on. Where Papley is here, old school forward pocket, yappy pest. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a topic actually for another episode of the Footy Fixes. <laughs> is like pests. Pe- yeah, like do we have enough? Pe- like, could maybe Hayden Ballantyne put a school together? Because I think we're running Stephen out of Milne is my Hayden issue. Ba- Stephen Milne and Hayden Ballantyne's school for the annoying Ford pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, special guest lecturer James Sicily. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you can might make find it like, yourself in the back line. <laughs> you can, you can make it like Harry Potter, where there's like you know you got your lovable Ford pockets, like your materials and your bets, who you know yeah. they're in uh, yeah. House Gryffindor, and then you've got Slytherin, which is like Mjolnir, Slytherin. it's like Valentine, <laughs> Papley. <laughs> um, the latest of the Fox Footy promos was probably the most baffling, and you have seen this one, which was RoboCop, where it was Mark yeah, Robinson. In uh, costume as RoboCop, oh, I don't know. They're trying to sort of say that he's like, you know, he's this footy journalist with like machine-like precision. It's like, I don't know if that's no. the joke. If the joke is, oh, this guy is the complete opposite of a machine, <laughs> like he is the sloppiest, most flawed human being on the planet, then bravo, <laughs> Fox Footy, uh, well done. You subverted all conventions. Can I? I, I think it's adorable that you think this much thought went into it. Here's the meeting. Hey, uh, Robo looks like the word Robo. Do you to do something with that? <laughs> Great. Meeting now adjourned. get out of the kitchen. We're going to do league teams. Get out of the kitchen. We're filming league teams. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the Swans are going to pull a selection shock. We need to <laughs> turn the kettle off. So that's where, you know, it kind of finished up for me of going like, oh, man, maybe Fox footy. Maybe Fox Footy is uh, it's riding high on being the only game in town, you know, apart from sort of the right. free-to-air coverage and, you know, Footy yeah. Classified and a couple of the one-off shows. But there's no dedicated football show. Now, Scott, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the media landscape mm. in the last few years, but there's a lot of distrust out there for the mainstream media. Fake news, I believe it's called. The lamestream yeah. media. Maybe what we're crying out for is an alternative voice, an alternative analysis and look at the footy that isn't bloody being controlled by these AFL focus groups, these PR departments. They're just drip feeding us stories they think we want to hear, but we want to get to the truth. Mm. Should you and I establish a 24-hour footy show on YouTube or maybe even on Signal <laughs> we get, once we get shadow banned? <laughs> Which sure. will happen within yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm talking like uh, like an InfoWars style. We're not bloody dressing stuff up. This is the real story. This is what's really going on. I think that's a great idea. So I, I think from now on, we have to refer to it as the failing fox footy. Yes. That's the, that's the failing first fox step. footy. I love it. <laughs> Their uh, ratings and suck. I do, oh, their ratings suck. It's why no one watches them anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea. We could sell kind of supplements. Oh, you know yes. who would be? You know who we could give a show to? Stephen Baker. He's like right. out there. He'd oh, yeah, be great. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that could be the first episode, right? It's like, no jab, no play. This is like some conspiracy. Like, you know, they're putting Gil McLaughlin yeah. wants tracking devices and all the players so they know where you are 24-7. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe first guest is, um, what's that guy, that Yavi guy from Twitter? Like, uh, you know. Y- y- Yavi, yeah. I, I don't know what his, his name is. I don't know what his name is. But I think Kim and Milne locking horns would be very interesting. I don't think you need to actually bring in genuine conspiracy theories. I think you keep it in the world of football, but you go to those whoa, cardinal characters. Whoa, whoa, what, what, what theories? Oh, sorry, alternative mean, facts. Thank you. <laughs> alternative facts. Truth I reckon tellers. yes. Stephen Baker definitely. Uh, yeah. I reckon Ricky Nixon gets his own show. We call it like you know, we call it the uh, 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 the chicken chicken chips in. Oh, okay. I I had it as chicken diaries, and I'd see Ricky traveling. <laughs> yeah, we'd have Ricky traveling the world, um, j- trying to spread the the name of football, and then just kind of getting sidetracked and complaining no. about how. I think we just go back to our original discussion around Ricky. It's like Ricky is on the beat, trying to uncover the conspiracy that took him go. down. It was a setup, clearly. Yeah. All right, here's your budget. We're giving you Goes a team of private investigators. Fucking yeah. you dig, Ricky. Like you this could be Ricky. like the what was that? What was that true crime podcast? The one the uh, Robert Durst. <laughs> this could be oh the Jinx. Yeah, this is the Jinx. The Chicks. The Ricks. The, the, the Chicks. Yeah, the, the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks. Where Ricky Nixon investigates who set him up. And and. And like every episode is, well, you wouldn't, just a little note about today's episode. We have reached out to Gillan McLaughlin, who has again said no. (laughs) Yeah, what's he hiding? What's he hiding? I mean, I think, yeah, all the shows, whether it's hosted by Stephen Baker or Ricky Nixon or whoever, they have Mm. to finish with every sentence with, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Is Patrick Dangerfield? Is Patrick Dangerfield treating his knee? With you know virgin blood being shipped in illegally uh, from the subcontinent, and I'm just asking questions. That's what a lot of people are saying. I don't know if you've noticed, Mexicans very tall. I wonder how many stem cells it would take to get that tall. <laughs> uh, to, I've tried. I put it to Max, and naturally he didn't answer. What do you got to hide? <laughs> and then and then having having the paper, you know, the yeah fixing it up. We'll see you next week. Yeah. And so yeah, right. We get sponsored by supplements, but it's got to be the most batshit insane. What's like? I mean, I guess it's just, uh, we just get Stephen Dank on, right? We give Stephen Dank, he gets like 10 minutes to bring in his peptides and sell his like Well, I think he would peptides. become the, the, I think he'd become the, the network's doc, doc Peter yeah. Larkins. Yeah. yeah, he's our Peter Larkins. Crossed out of Stephen Dank. Yeah, so we <laughs> what say. What do you think, Danky? Yeah, we say, uh, you know, clearly, uh, so we've got um, Bradley Hills out with a hamstring. Uh, they're saying four weeks. What do you think? Well, he's gone, well, we just jabbed that guy up with peptides. He'll be back in a week. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I one thigh yeah, will be six times yeah. larger than the other one, but. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs> He'll have a pronounced limp, <laughs> but that's due to muscle density. <laughs> we put him in a white coat. We put him in a white coat and we give him a couple of beakers. So just to make it look legit. Yeah, yeah. I Look, I think this is just a green screen, one studio network. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, who, so we could uh, just who, have... 
Who else can we bring in? Uh, I mean, I think Sam Newman feels like, is that too obvious a pick? Don Scott. Don Scott, really? Grant Thomas, maybe. It's feeling pretty uh, St. kilda at the moment. This is my issue. I think we need to get some. Like, I don't know what it is. You're a magnet. <laughs> yeah, you actually made me. Is this why we've only won one flag in 147 years? Oh, well, that's what the AFL wants you to believe. Ah. You know I mean? They've actually won. <laughs> yeah, right. They faked it. St. Kilda has actually won more flags than Carlton. It's just, they're just hiding it. No, I don't know. Why? Imagine Television was actually invented before 1956. <laughs> the, have you met one person that was at the 1969 Grand Final? No. Do you know why? Because it was staged. It was filmed <laughs> at a film studio in Nunawading. <laughs> Scott, let's go to the listeners to see what they think about Fox footy. Uh, at, oh God, this, this person always gets me. It, it's at Juji Fruity. At Juji Fruity says uh, Fox footy should play the jocks like Jonathan Brown, etc., in slow-mo and then the nerds like Jared and Hutto in fast motion. What do you think about that? I have no idea what that means. What do you mean? Like, how do you well, play Well, just them? when they're talking, you slow down John O'Brown. I mean, John O'Brown speaks how, quite slowly and has a very deep voice already. deep like, could that guy's voice get? <laughs> become like a six-hour program as he gets to why he likes to see like players, you know, bumping their head. Yeah, and you'd find, like, if you did that, it would do... I just feel it would have a really weird effect on marine life for some reason. I think that it would be at such a frequency that it could only be heard by, like, whales or something. And I and, cons- uh, and conversely, Hutto being sped up. I don't know that you need Hutto, like, his voice getting any higher or his voice getting any quicker. Like, he has the appearance of a ventriloquist puppet already. And I think anything that makes him appear more cartoony, <laughs> I think it's a recipe gonna... for trouble. But having said that, if we can get his credibility to take a big enough hit, we could get him on our network. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. Get him over. Imagine that. Like how the mighty have fallen. Hutto is on our uh, Twitch-streamed 24-hour footy conspiracy <laughs> show. He's gone from throwing, being the premier commentator Ricky in the country. Nixon's, throwing to Ricky Nixon's true crime podcast. Yeah, in between uh, Ricky Nixon's true crime podcast and Stephen Dank's supplement special. Uh, at CB4132 says we should uh, – Fox Footy needs more shows where former forwards tell us how midfielders aren't working hard enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Also, that person's uh, Twitter handle with the numbers at the end, that's yeah. how every one of our stars is going to have their Yeah, when we media. have the rolling scroll underneath. <laughs> what I love about Fox Footy is uh, 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 Nick Revolt. There's only one midfielder that he has a problem with, and that I'm not sure if you've picked up on this, is Reece Stanley. Have you noticed that Nick Revolt will take any opportunity to pot Reece Stanley? Oh, this is something we've no. dug into deeply on Two Guys, One Cup proper, but... In uh, Nick's autobiography, there is a chapter in which he like he literally dedicates a chapter <laughs> to Reece Stanley never fulfilling his potential and him working really closely with him and him having all the tools and he never quite gets there. So I remember like reading that, and then I just started noticing when Nick transitioned into commentary that any chance he had to pot Reece Stanley, he would, and it is so telling like once you it's, it's kind of like once you see it you'll never unsee it. you just watch like reese stanley he's he's written uh, numerous articles done many commentaries about if you know the cats are to lift reese stanley has to lift his game and even when reese stanley has pulled out the occasional good game 
Nick mm. Revolt, his, his praise is very damning because it's always like, played a great game, we'd like to see more of it. Did Was was, was Stanley the reason Revolt got the chop? Did they like... No, no, he went before Revolt. But he was earmarked to be uh, Revolt's successor. He had all the tools. He was tall, he was quick, great aerobic capacity, fantastic athlete. Won the grand final sprint, I'm not sure if you know this. Uh, and so the way Rui sort of describes in his book is like, you know, he just didn't seem to want it enough or didn't seem to work hard enough. And it's like, mate, not everyone is going to do like a 5K sprint before every game. I was about to say, it's like also that you played with like two of the – well, definitely Goddard, like one of the greatest – you two were the two biggest psychopaths in the history of football. <laughs> like you guys were nuts. And you – like, I think I got the impression that Goddard's kind of started to get that maybe not everyone is an absolute sociopath when it comes to, like, Tom Brady, you know, like, uh, those guys are just Michael Jordan. Yeah. 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 Uh, at Mark underscore UNC says there should be a new show called Robbo Unplugged. It's just 30 minutes of Robbo saying things, getting frustrated and shaking his head. I'm all for that. What if we get Robbo to fix something? Okay, Robbo, this microwave's on the fritz. You've got 30 minutes. And it's just one locked off shot. Robbo in a room. Just a cigarette dangling from his lips. <laughs> just like getting frustrated, grumbling, inaudible grumbling yeah. and grunting as yeah. he can't fix it. At the 15-minute mark, we let his dogs in so he gets a bit distracted. You know? <laughs> uh, on the Robbo uh, train, we've got uh, t- at Taco and Ang... Oh, my God. At Taco Angus. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that Great. correctly. Hopefully it's a joke name and not their real name. I apologize if that's actually a real name. A show where Robbo sits opposite an actively belligerent child and tries to debate with them, like the Oz Kick of the Week or something, but we give them an overdose of red cordial. I love it. A hyperactive kid in a debate with Robbo. I don't, if you had to pick who's going to win that debate, who are you going with? Because I, I find it hard to split. It's a, yeah, listen, it's, it's going to be a, a, you know, case by case basis. I, I think I do like the way that Taco Angus. So you know what I need to see? Robo around some kids. I think that's going to be a nice. <laughs> like, could we do on our show two yeah. and a half men, where it's like Robo and Jared and yeah. the odds kicker of the year? Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely, absolutely. I think that's it's like funny so, situation. So, okay, so yeah, right. So uh, so Jared is the John Cryer. Clearly, Robo is go. Charlie Shane, and then you've got. Yeah. Um, uh, the Oz Kicker kid who becomes that kid who grew up to be like a real hardline fundamentalist Christian or something, didn't that? Maybe it's Jack like... Higgins. <laughs> He's small. Oh my God. That is so the Robo, combination. It's Robbo, Jared, and Jack Higgins getting into scrapes. And like, I love it. Yeah, Jake's like, Jack, you know, doesn't do his homework. And that, sorry, you can't play against Collingwood this week. <laughs> Jack, oh, but I really wanted to. <laughs> Jack, who's 24 years old. <laughs> Didn't do his yeah. own work. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, L. Thompson, 1995, again on the Robbo train, says, uh, let's do some kind of idiot abroad show with Robbo. But the countries he goes to, he has to teach people about the AFL and he doesn't get a translator. Now that is TV gold. Robbo trying to explain AFL I mean, in a language other than English. He can barely I, speak English. He, I, I don't even think he needs to explain anything. I, I, I'm happy to watch Robbo try to negotiate like the Mumbai rail system like that's <laughs> that's that's a season right there <laughs> just trying to get him from an airport to the hotel 
<laughs> Good luck. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can at, at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. That's it for another episode. I think we have solved uh, the Fox Footy issue. We will start our rival conspiracy laden twenty four seven footy show on a, uh, a, a a shadow network soon. <laughs> we'll have to work it out. I think the a, great way get to a build, VPN. <laughs> yeah, great way to build up hype is to get banned from every mainstream platform, and then the only way you can find us is to go on the dark web. I think that. That has great marketing potential. Mm, mm, I think it's a good idea. All right, we'll be back again next week. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley, and that is Fixed.